This is Glenn Hughes, the voice of rock, and you're listening to Music Mania. Get ready for some screaming heavy metal! We rock! But the evil that men do... You are now listening to the Music Mania Podcast, brought to you by CD Warehouse in Gladstone, the number one hard rock podcast in the Midwest, featuring hard-hitting interviews with rock's living legends. And now, here's your host, Clint Schweitzer. Back at you here on the Music Mania Podcast. I'm your host, Clint Schweitzer. Thank you so much for joining us here. We're always grateful to have you press that subscribe button on YouTube or iTunes, whichever means you choose to take in the show. And it's been it's great to be back after a week off. I was down in the Tampa, St. Pete, Clearwater area for a, a few days last week, and I didn't have a podcast for that because I was down there to cover the L.A. Guns show, which I want to talk about. Uh, it was my first time seeing the reunion of Tracy and Phil. What a great show it was. It's, uh, it was at this really cool venue called the Brass Mug, which is kind of in North Tampa, and it's just one of those really cool venues that just kind of smells like stale beer and uh, and sweat and just uh, a lot of character to it. Really enjoyed the show. Uh, got in there for one of the opening bands, which is Butterside, and we're actually going to be uh, interviewing Patrick Stone from the band Butterside coming up on a future podcast. So always love stuff like that where you, you, you see an opening band that makes a connection with you, and through the power of social media, stuff like that, you uh, you hit up someone, you say, hey, man, really enjoyed... Um, I really enjoyed the set. Would love to talk to someone from the band and have them on. And Patrick Stone, who actually used to sing in Adler's Appetite with Steven Adler as a singer of Butterside, really enjoyed them. Really a diverse-sounding hard rock band. And they're going to be, uh, you know, they're out with LA Guns right now. And they've been doing it for quite a while. So LA Guns, though, great set from them. Really powerful. Um, It's a reunion that, to me, that was inevitable. It needed to happen. Having Tracy and Phil on stage together just feels right and for fans of the genre fans for uh, of LA Guns that have had to deal with kind of two different touring versions of the band you used to have Tracy's version and you had Phil Lewis's version that included Steve Riley and it just it just all was kind of convoluted it was all kind of a mess this just feels right although Steve Riley is not included I don't think Tracy and uh, and Steve get along too well but this is just great this the show is awesome got up right up there uh, with the with in the crowd, got right up front and just enjoyed it. it was uh, several hundred people there. It was packed to the hilt, very receptive of of the new material, which sounded great. The old classics, I mean, they ran through the gambit. They they did not leave out a single hit. When you talk, talk think about the band's history and songs like "Show No Mercy," uh, "Electric Gypsy," "Bitches Back," "Over the Edge." Of course, the hits like "Ballad of Jane" um, was in there. "Sex Action," great set. It was well balanced. Uh, you, you got to see a really good guitar solo from Tracy, and I'm a huge fan of that. And that kind of leads me into this week and in, in, in our guest, which who is Brent Muscat, formerly of Faster Pussycat, but also played with L.A. Guns in the early 2000s. We're going to ask him about that. He's also in a band uh, now called the Saints of Las Vegas that are, are uh, a mainstay in the Las Vegas music scene. I'm going to talk to him about, you know, uh, he also he formed the band uh, Sin City Sinners. I came back in uh, several years ago and then left in 2015 to kind of explore other options. And that kind of begat uh, the band, the Saints of Las Vegas. And if you're ever out in Vegas, be sure to check them out. Brent's one of the nice guys in in rock, no doubt about it. He uh, has had some public feuding uh, and and lawsuits over uh, the name Fester Pussycat with Tamey Down and kind of see where that's at, see what the relationship's like today. 
See, I, I know back in the early 2000s, I think Brent was diagnosed with uh, with cancer, a uh, mouth cancer, and I if I was at Rocklahoma in 2007, and I believe I remember Tammy kind of making some remarks about Brent, and, and that it were kind of disparaging. That's 10 years ago, uh, over over 10 years ago, 11 years ago. Now we'll see where where things are at with them. But guys, before we get to our interview with Brent got to thank our sponsor, CD Warehouse in Gladstone, Missouri. For over 20 years, a staple of the Northland, I have bought 95% of the music that I still own today at CD Warehouse. Buy, sell, trade, CDs, DVDs, vinyl, and more. They've got some cool memorabilia up there. Got to go check them out. CD Warehouse in Gladstone, Missouri. Randy Ringer, owner, tell them that the Music Mania podcast sent you, and I'm sure he'll hook you up with a good discount. That's how you doing, man. Good, how you doing? Oh, doing great, man. We really appreciate you joining us, sitting at, you know, taking the time to talk to us today, man. First off, just how's how's everything been going out there in uh out there in Las Vegas, my man? It's been great. I've been really busy playing a lot. Uh, we just released our first single, um, The Saints Las Vegas. We just released our first single from Mika, you know, every available everywhere. And we're really Busy, crazy, busy playing like so much. You know, last night I played like three sets out in front of T-Mobile Arena. So I've been really blessed. That is awesome, and I, I know the Saints of Las Vegas. This thing has uh, has really been a good lightning rod for you and, and your career and taking off. And of course, you kind of made the transition over from uh, from the Sin City Centers to the Saints of Las Vegas. Just kind of talk about that transition, why uh, why you wanted to do it, and kind of uh, you know how happy you are with uh, how things have turned out here. Well, uh, the Sin City Centers. Um, a few things happened. I mean, one. Um, I got to a point where it was, it was, I, there was a man, it was poorly managed. And, um, I gave the manager too much power. And it got to a point where my band didn't feel like my band anymore. It felt like someone had taken it over. And it wasn't as cool. It wasn't what I env- first envisioned. And, it, you know, it turned out to be something a little bit different. Um, and a lot of member changes and stuff. You know, that hurt the Sin City Centers as well. I think too many member changes. And then, um, and like I said, me giving us poorly uh, managed. So I quit that band, and I wanted to distance myself from that band because they kept kind of going. But it really was like, you know, it was like the, some bad blood, I think, between me and the manager. And he would talk shit. So I really... Said, okay, I'm going to really differentiate myself from sinner to saint. So that's how it went from saint to saint to Las Vegas. Absolutely, and you you know talk about playing uh, T-Mobile Arena. Uh, I'm assuming that you got that this is like some of the pre-show parties, like for the for nights games that are going on there. Is that is that kind oh, of? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah pre- awesome. Yeah, we're, do, we're doing the pre-show parties and stuff, and we're out on the bridge in front of New York, New York, and we're out in the park in front of the beer house and. And it's pretty awesome, you know, we're out there and, and people are, one guy said, hey, I worked on you, I went to school with you. He was surprised when they said, Brent Westcott, you know, oh my God, you know, fellow Monrovia, California, and you know, I'm like, oh, that's cool. They play a pussy cat song, and I, so I get to play some of my old stuff too, and uh, we have a lot of fun. 
Well, I know you uh, you left um, you know California for Vegas uh, you know several years back. It just kind of, it seems like a lot of musicians, especially from uh, kind of your era, from your genre, are kind of migrating either to Vegas or Nashville. Is that does that kind of seem how it is <laughs> to you as well? Yeah, well, what's funny is I I'm one of the first to come out here. I always consider myself a pioneer because when I first came out here, there wasn't much of a rock scene. And my only goal was kind of, I want to come out here and recreate a rock scene. That was my first goal when I came out. And then I got cancer uh, pretty much right after I came out here. So my goal after that was like, well, create a rock scene, but I want to give back. I want to do charity stuff. And, you know, while I'm playing, just do, you know, make sure I give back because I'm lucky to be alive after surviving cancer. Absolutely, the case, Brent. And that's when you know, and that's when the sinners first started. It really started off as like jamming for fun, and it wasn't about money. It was more about giving back, you know. It, and then it, it turned into like not that. And like I said, I at one point I just had to quit. It just got so bad I had to quit my own band. <laughs> and um, that's why I went from sinner to saint. So I wanted to call it something totally opposite. Well, to Las Vegas and. Certainly, and, and I know you talked about uh, you know playing some of the pre-show parties, you know the the, the bridge there and in T-Mobile Arena. But what, is there another specific venue that uh, you guys can find? I think you I saw maybe at uh, Virgil's at the Virgil's Virgil's yeah, Barbecue and a few others. At the link on the strip, yeah, it's really cool. There's a whole area inside. Uh, uh, God, what's the casino over there? In between Flamingo and the and the link. Bally's. Bally's. Yeah, Bally's yeah. over there. Is Bally's over there too? But um. There's a huge Ferris wheel there, and they call it the Link area. There's a whole bunch of like cool places to go over there. But um, we play inside there at like a restaurant. They're, they set up a little stage in there, and we just kind of start off slow because people are eating dinner, and then we just start rocking out as as we as the night goes on. We start kind of picking it up and rocking out, you know. That's so cool. What what is this band and how, how important is this to you? I mean, I, when I see, you know, some of your videos, of course I follow you guys on all the social medias and stuff and see some of the videos of some of these awesome performances. You've got an unbelievable band with you, Brent. We just kind of talk well, about, it's even better. Now we, we got rid of some dead weight, uh, <laughs> so to speak, uh, some, some former members, but we got a new bass player named Brandon Garcia. He's really great. Um, and we working with, uh, Ryan White Maloney. He was a contestant on the voice and a big TV star. He's a great producer. So he's working with us and doing some songwriting and producing right now and joining forces with us. So the band is getting bigger and better, and we've really tightened up our act, I think. This year, I think, is going to be our year where we're going to start with uh, not only just playing all the time and playing covers, but really working on a lot of our, putting out an original song each month, you know, one a month at least, maybe right. even more. Maybe two a month if we're really ambitious. <laughs> well, you you uh, you know you've got a lot going on. You you play in other bands. You got other projects. You do a lot of things. So you know that's going to be you know that's you got a lot of lot of crunch on the time there. And you got kids and everything else, man. You get you you stay yeah, busy, well, don't you? I'm going to focus this year. I'm going to really focus on this band, pretty much. Cool. I'm not going to. Last year I was kind of you know I had a lot of projects. I was kind of all over the, all over the place, but. I think this year I'm really going to focus just on this one band, the Saints of Las Vegas. And um, I, I'm not only am I a member, I'm kind of the manager of it, you know, because I don't want to get into the situation where it happened 
uh, with certain city centers where I let a guy come in and they just took too much power, you know? And and you have so a lot of this band. awesome, and you, you know? have a and you have a lot of experience from that. I mean, you were part of Faster well, Pussycat. And even with sinners, it was I was basically every time the guy who took the power, every time he had a problem, he was always calling me for advice. You know, yet he it was funny. He's one of those type of guys where if anything goes good, he would take the credit for it, but if anything went bad, he'd point the finger at, sure. at you. You know, so and then when anything went. You know, he was always calling me because I had the experience. So, you know, I taught, pretty much taught the guy, brought him up from, you know, he almost started off as like a roadie, and then he just got too big-headed. Like, I invented it. I came up with this band, and it's just like, bullshit, dude. You know? <laughs> it wasn't for me and the people I knew and toured with, because the way we built up that band is we had a lot of rock star guests come in and play with us. And a lot of these people I knew from being in Faster Pussycat. It's funny how some things never change, right? Right, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you talk about Fester Pussycat, of course, uh, founding member of the band. I've always kind of been curious because it's been a long time. I remember, you know, obviously there's a lot of public, um, you know, kind of kind of public words of back and forth between you and, and Tame Me Down. What, it's it, it's really been 10 years since I've heard really anything. I mean, what's what's well, kind know, of the situation? Since, since, that, he's, since, uh, since that kind of fight we had, we made up, and he's came out and jammed with me in Vegas probably at least four, three or four times. That's so cool. So, yeah, I mean, it's like I tell people when you're, fa- me and him are like brothers, we're kind of family, and brothers fight harder than anybody else if you think about it, you know? Yeah, that, 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 is, the, that is the case. And I mean, you guys... Just great to you. Great, it's great to see that because as fans, as a huge fan of a Faster Pussycat and the legacy you guys have. Because I mean, you guys formed this thing basically yeah, in high school. I mean, I, we we are like brothers. Where I mean, it's like you may fight and stuff and say talk shit, but you love each other too. You know, as a brother, you know. I've definitely been there, my friend. And uh, I want to get your take on this too, because I just saw the LA Guns reunion tour last week in Tampa with Phil and Tracy. Just want to get your take on on those two reuniting and, and hammering it out, man. That's it was a really good show. I can tell you that. Well, I can tell you this. I'm partially. We first Tracy and Phil first made up at one of my shows out here in Las Vegas, jamming with us, and I jammed with them. That's awesome. So we helped bring them together. Um, and, um, so I'm glad to see them together. Um, I would like to see more original members in the band personally, you know, um, but, you know, seeing Tracy there and feels good. I, I would like to see Steve Riley, the original drummer, cause I toured with Steve Riley and Tracy, you know, I was in that band for a while. Oh yeah. In the early 2000s, you were on the, you were on the covers album too, which I love that covers album. Yeah. LA Guns Day. Yeah, that was good. awesome. That yeah, was good. It is, and it does seem like a little something's missing. I know. I I think that I think it's Steve and Tracy. They just don't quite something's there, you know. And it it, it like, like you said before, it happens, and you know, you know how it is. But you never know. Yeah. With those so, two. Yeah. So, uh, but it's cool to see them back together. Um, you know, like I said, I'm a I'm like a hardcore fan, and I toured with them. myself. I was in the band with like Tracy, Steve, and Phil. So for me. I saw them not too long ago in Vans, and uh, it was, I had a little difficult time watching them. I'd have to kind of take breaks and go outside because I was sort of, I don't know, it was like a feeling of like, oh, Steve Riley should be there, you know? And, and um, 
you know, and the drummer, you know, all of the drummers dyed hair black, you know? I mean, it's like... <laughs> yeah, that'd be a, a good start. Things, there was a few things I just thought, if you're in LA Guns and you're drumming, you should have this black hair. And I, I don't know, there's a... It's like a, you know, it's like... it's almost, I don't know what you would call a uniform. You know what I mean? It's like, if you're in LA Guns, you should have black hair. And, you know, long black hair, at least, or spiky, or look cool. And, like, I just, when I was watching them, I thought, it's cool to see them back together, but, like, I'd like to see Tracy shave, shave the beard, and I'd like to see the I'd like to see the drummer dip dye his hair black. But um, other than that, so that's why I was like taking breaks because I was kind of like <laughs> I was kind of like uh, 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 I was getting like, sort of agitated, you know? I'm like, uh, you I, know, that's a good point. And, I, I didn't think about L.A. Guns in that way, but that's probably why Ralph Sands, you know, uh, from Steel Panther didn't didn't work in L.A. Guns because he was a blonde. He's yeah. a blonde. It's just, well, there's a certain image, you know, I mean, it's kind of weird. Even, even if you're the same guy, it's bad enough to change members, but even like with Tammy, in fact, with Pussycat, he started off with blonde, and when he changed his hair color to dark, people went nuts, you know? So you have a certain image, and then once you change that image, it kind of comes like a uniform, you know? Well, that so, that's interesting because, you know, Faster Pussycat was one of the biggest bearers of a uniform change in the early 2000s when you guys kind of went in the more darker industrial look. What did you think of that? I didn't like it really, to the truth. I don't think know? Greg did I, either. <laughs> no, Greg didn't either. Greg ended up like quitting yeah. right in the middle of one of the tours. and um, Yeah, I didn't like it, but I mean, you know, I respect Timmy for taking chances and always being, he's always one to kind of like shake up, shake things up, you know. So I appreciate uh, that part of it, but I kind of wish we would have stuck um, more to just what the traditional kind of rock and roll thing, you know? Yeah, and there's, of course, a happy medium between 1987, Faster Pussycat, and what existed. I mean, a lot of bands found a really yeah. happy medium. Poison and Motley Crue all found really good versions of themselves that didn't include looking like, you know, an 80s shadow of themselves, but also still current. I mean, yeah. that, that's kind of, you know, I think that's important to, to find that. Yeah, but it was kind of hard for me to watch. Sometimes it's hard for me to watch a band that I was in or that, that I grew up with because it's like, I don't know what it's almost like looking at an ex-girlfriend with a new guy or something, you know? Yeah. Even though you don't love her anymore, it's just still, it's a little bit painful, you know what I mean? Like, you just go, ah, I should, there's part of you, part of me was thinking, you know, I should be up there, you know? Uh, you know, when I'm, sure. when I'm watching it, you know, I'm like, I should be up there. <laughs> but a lot of the bands these days, you know, they get guys, younger guys, that they don't have to pay a lot, you know. Um, they get young guys that just want to go out and tour for beer money and, and, and checks, you know what I mean? So, Which, I mean, that's how it started for you. It just, you know, you get older and, you you know, you've got to make a living out of it somehow. Older, <laughs> you, you want to make a living, too. I mean, all that's fun. Beer and chicks are fun. But, you know, as you get older, you know, you want to make a living at it. But a lot of these bands don't want to pay, you know, like, I can make better money playing Las Vegas than I... Somebody asked me the other day, and I said, I make better money playing in Las Vegas than I would ever do playing in Costa Pussycat. Wow. So, it's just, you know, the, the money is not... You know, doing the gigs and, them, you know... I think that, you know, too, at the same time, even though the bands are great, I think sometimes the bands... Certain bands have been able to keep 
their bands together, all original members. But I think a lot of times when you keep changing members, you kind of you kind of water down the the band a little bit. So it really hurts. I think you know when you go out and try to play clubs, you know, as like say Faster Pussycat, when they look there, they say, well, "Well, the only original member is a singer, and he doesn't even look like himself." And they they don't want to pay a lot of the promoters. They don't want to pay what you know. And um, out here in Vegas, you know, casinos have money to pay, pay, which I'm really lucky and blessed. You no, know? that's amazing. You should be able to to do that, especially at uh, this stage of your career. And I want to ask you because I feel like that you know things like what the the Saints of Las Vegas are doing, and I know there's a lot of great shows out there. I mean, Hairball. There's a there's a show in Vegas called Rating the Rock Vault that's really good, and a lot of a lot of great guys in mm-hmm. that. Sin City Center, as you talked about, yeah, your former band. That maybe that um, because I feel like that rock is not is not. Um, it, people are not really having a connection with rock music of today that the things like what you're doing may be kind of the future of hard rock music in a, in a lot of ways, you know, and that's kind of well, an important flag so. to bear. I mean, that's why I came out. Well, I came out here because I saw, I mean, back in the day, the biggest stars were like Elvis Presley and what they would do is they'd come out to Vegas and they would play multiple nights in Vegas and people would, instead of touring, people would come to him. And I'm like, that makes a lot of sense. It's like really easy. I mean, that's simple, right? Simple math, right? I mean, yeah. it's like, it's like, okay, I can tour my own backyard. People could come from all over the world. Everybody comes to Vegas anyways, you know? So, I, I get people from all around the world. I mean, ever since I started playing out here, I mean, people would take a taxi to the dive bar and from Germany, you know, and they said, I said, oh, where'd you come in from? Oh, we're big fans of yours. Where, where'd you, I go, where'd you come from? Oh, Germany, you know, or anywhere, you know. My friend from Japan is here, you know, and right now coming to see me play. And, and so people come from all over the world to Vegas, you know. Absolutely, and that's a great, I just, I'm just so happy for you, and I cannot wish and you like success. I said, I'm, one, I'm one of the first guys. I'm yeah. not saying I'm the first, but I'm one of the first kind of from, my my generation of like you know when I say my generation I'm talking about LA Guns Guns N' Roses Faster Pussycat Poison era um, that nineteen you know that kind of the scene in 1987 Sunset Strip music scene I'm one of the first guys out of that to come out here and sort of help you know I'm not gonna take total credit because I had great band members Todd Kearns and and um, I was playing with great guys so but. I, like I said, I really think we helped create a rock scene out here, you know? And um, I'm still trying to create and try to get back, you know? Like, you know, since I've been out here, you know, but I told someone, it's, it's true, it is absolute truth, with all the charity stuff that I've done, we've I've raised over a million dollars in charity. Which, which is amazing. And that's with... And not just me, but with all you know, all the other people I've played with, Todd Kearns and Doc Ellis, Rob Cornoyer, um, even my new band members now, Anthony. I mean, we we done Toys for Tots, and like and we've done so many big, huge ones. We did a, you know, we've done so many things. I shaved my head. I, I think I raised ten grand one year. You know, almost every member of the Cincy Centers at one time shaved their head for, for uh, St. Baldrick's uh, Cancer Charity mm-hmm. thing. And one day we were like, okay, let's just add it up. We made this much here. We made, you know, we we raised this much there. We raised this much, this much, and and we did a huge one that one year. Um, one year we did a huge one that was like, 
I think we made like 500,000, which was like Sammy Hagar was there and Flash, and we jammed on stage with all these guys. We were a part of that. Um, we were like the backup band, and, and Vince Neil was there, and I said, Sammy Hagar, Todd Rudgren. It was incredible. It was like, wow. Um, Alice Cooper, and we made, I think that one, we almost made like half a million, right? Um, just on that one. So I remember thinking, uh, let's add this up. Oh, we've raised over a million dollars for like local charities, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. That's unbelievable. And so, keep that up, man. That's just so great to to be able to do that. And Las Vegas is a great place to be able to do it. People are there. People well, are and at the same time. Well, yeah, and too, I've been lucky enough at the same time. We do a lot of charity events. At the same time, I'm lucky that I get a lot of gigs too, and, and I've been able to make a living at it out here. You know, and I'm like, wow, you know. So I'm really lucky, and I've been able to recreate myself like a few, few times. You know what I mean? It's like everything explodes. I've been able to sort of re- recreate myself and make another band and, and make it and kind of make it again. You know, and I'm like, wow. You know, maybe I need to write a book on how to like, you know, make it happen or something. You know? <laughs> you could, there it is. Make it happen by Brent Muscat. Make it happen. You, you know? and, and you know what's funny? Because you're kind of on the the younger end of the spectrum from people from your era. You're, you're faster. Pussycat was very young when you, when you uh, released right. your debut, but you've, you know, look at the last few years. My gosh, it's been such a sobering thought. We just, uh, the other day we lost uh, Pat Torby from Mr. Big, who I was a, a big Mr. Big fan. And I love him. Sweet, sweet person. Just the last two years, you, you know, grill and fry from the Eagles, Lemmy, David Bowie, Prince. I mean, you know, it's just, it's a sobering thought though, from you know, fans of, of rock music that, that, you know, your heroes don't last forever. But like I, said you're on the young the very young end of things uh from your era so that's the that's good you got a long long way to go rocking out I hope man so. you know i'm trying to you know i'm trying to but life is life is t- hard on everybody you know there's a lot of i think even nowadays with social media it's like it doesn't sometimes it makes things easier but sometimes it makes things more stressful you know you can't get away from like things you know what i mean it's like you gotta you know i, I found myself going you know, I go to the restroom, I was going to bring my phone with me. I thought, you know what? I'm not going to bring my phone. I can't, I'm going to get away from my phone and social media for a second. You know, but nowadays, <laughs> I just think it's hard on everybody. Last year, I went through a really tough time where I was stressed out. I had too many things going on, you know. But um, this year, like I said, it feels like a new year where I'm just going to try to focus on one thing and stay focused and have certain goals. You know, like one goal is, is to have a, a new original single out one a month for my band. And and actually at the end of the summer, I wanted to tour from the West Coast out here to the East Coast and back again, you know, and play everywhere in between, you know. And um, at the end of the summer, you know, early fall. So I've got a few months if we can, you know. But that's my goal, and, you know, and it's good to have goals. And... If you don't reach your goal, at least you can accomplish little things on the way that help. And maybe you you review it in a year and you go, okay, we, I didn't get there yet, but we got a lot closer and, you know, we're almost there. So let's extend the goal a little bit. Maybe not a year, maybe it's, a, you know, 16 months, you know, or whatever it takes, you know. But it's fun waking up every day and thinking, you know, what can I do and, and what can we do to to sort of, you know, give back to people, make music, entertain people, and also give back, you know, to charity and stuff. Uh, 
Oh, it's so great. And I tell you, it's it's just going to be great watching this band uh, continue to grow. And I'm going to be out in Vegas in March myself, going to make it a point to, to hit you up and come by and check you out wherever you may be oh, at that time, man. We're going to, because uh, Michael Schenker Fest is going on out there. We're going to go out and check out, uh, check that out and then hopefully check out the Saints of Las Vegas too, man. So, oh, we, yeah, check us out. We, we should be out here. We'll be out here. Like I said, we've, we've got to the end of summer. And like I said, I said, I was thinking we should have an hour's worth of stuff by the end of the summer. If we sure. Keep, if we keep up the hard work, you know. Sure. Well, um, so. I can't wait to check that out. Please, uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll be in touch with uh, with with your uh, you. with Lisa and your publicist. And make sure that we check yeah. some of that out, man. We'll we'll pump it for you. Huge fan, brand of everything you do, and I can't thank you enough, man. When we get out to Vegas, we're going to be sure to hit you up. Saints of Las yeah, Vegas. Yeah, I want everybody to like the page. You know, yes. Like our page on Facebook, and then. Check out our sing our first single, and our next single is coming out probably within a week or two. So stand by for that. It's like pretty much almost ready. I'm, I'm kind of uploading it today. On the like, <laughs> awesome! Know, I, I almost have it ready. So here we our go. Single should be out there too. Tamiko is yeah, very good, I, man. Can't wait for this one. Yeah. And yeah, everyone head Thank over you. and like the page. That's that's the best source yeah. of information for everything Saints of Las Vegas. It's uh, at Saints LV, if I'm correct on that. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Thank well, you so much. Brent, thank you so much, my friend. We'll keep in touch, and we'll do it again down the okay. road. Anything you ever have to promote, you can do it right here on the Music Mania Podcast. We will definitely be in touch, my friend. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Anytime, brother. Thank you. Well, a big thanks to Brent for joining us here on the Music Media Podcast. Great to catch up with, with him about Saints of Las Vegas. Excited. I'm going to be out in Vegas in March. Hopefully, I can go check out the Saints. A huge fan of Brent Muscat, great guitarist, great player. I mean, going back to Faster Pussycat, just what a what a band that has always stuck out to me. The, the image, the sound, I was a huge fan. And I've seen Faster Pussycat in the Tame Me Down's version that is out there today anyway um, in the last couple years. Uh, I saw him twice, actually, within a, you know like a year. I saw him here in Kansas City and then opening for L.A. Guns out in L.A. at the Whiskey, which was a cool experience seeing you know, LA bands playing in at the whiskey was kind of cool for me, uh, since I wasn't around back in the, in the day in the era. So Brent is, is out there. Please, uh, hit them up. Uh, his website is brentmuscat.net, uh, saints of Las Vegas. You can find them on Facebook and Twitter. All their tour dates are there. Be sure to do that. If you're out in Vegas, don't miss it. Uh, hit them up for sure. They'd definitely be glad to hear from you. Be glad to have you out at a show. Guys, thanks so much for joining us here. And we always appreciate you sharing our interviews, giving some interaction. What do you think? Who do you want us to have on next? Although, who we have on next at this point will be determined by me. Because next, on our next show, huge guest, one of the greatest guitarists of all time, one of the best guitarists in rock, is going to be joining us. He's going to be making his return to the Music Mania podcast. That is, of course, Michael Schenker, who is bringing his Michael Schenker Fest to the United States for a tour. Uh, this spring in March and in early April we're going to be talking to him about his new album he's got all three original MSG singers Graham Bonnet Steve Barden and of course Robin McCauley all out there and doing a two and a half hour show doing all the UFO stuff some Scorpions material some MSG you don't want to miss this tour we're going to be talking with Michael Schenker about all that much more next week on the Music Media Podcast